0: Now let's begin with 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. Now I hope you follow me in your Bible and look up these scriptures. Now 2 Corinthians 13:5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified Now that's 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourself. That means don't be examining your brother or sister or mother or father or pastor or somebody else. It's it's talking about pointing the finger at you and looking at yourself to see whether you are in the faith not to see whether your brothers in the faith sometimes it's pretty obvious if they're not walking right but I'm not talking about that I'm not, I'm ta- I'm talking about pointing the finger at you test yourself do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified this is a pretty controversial in itself just when you look at it because Paul is saying that Jesus Christ is in you unless You are disqualified. Well, we don't want to be disqualified. We want to be qualified and to have Jesus in us and be in the faith. But now, in order to understand what it means to be in the faith, you can't just really pull this verse out of context and say, okay, what does it mean to be in the faith? Well, first of all, faith is usually misunderstood. And somewhere in these broadcasts, we are going to study the subject of faith quite differently possibly than what you've heard before maybe you've heard bits and pieces or you've heard me teach on it before but it's important that you understand this subject because it is one of the principal doctrines of Christ to have faith in God and usually we read the word faith and we don't understand what we're reading we don't we don't understand what that word means We think that all that Paul and the New Testament was talking about, or the Bible was talking about, was concerning having an assurance or having conviction of your beliefs or your belief system. And really that's not what Paul had in mind at all. Yes, it is assurance and confidence in God and in Christ Jesus, but it's much more than that. And we'll talk about that at some point. But right now, What does Paul mean by examine yourself, when he says this here, uh, and see whether, test yourself to see whether you are in the faith? Well, in order to get the meaning of what Paul is referring to, we're going to have to go back and read this context, and you might think I'm going to start in chapter 13, but I'm not. I'm going to go back into chapter 12. You know, sometimes these chapter divisions and verse divisions get right in the way of, of what the Holy Spirit was saying through, uh, one of the writers of the, of the scripture. And, uh, yes, they're necessary for, uh, study, for reference. It makes it easier to find things. But honestly, a lot of times they're right in the way. Right in the middle, they'll put chapter 13. Uh, For example, like they did here, right in the middle of what Paul was saying, because Paul didn't write in chapter and verse, you understand that. He was writing a letter to this church at Corinth. And this church at Corinth had a number of issues. (laughs) But go back into the 12th chapter, and let's begin reading in verse 20. And listen to what Paul says. Now remember, we're talking about what is the meaning of being in the faith. And we must look at the context. And this is what Paul says. For I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find you as I wish. Now this is Second Corinthians twelve twenty, And that I will be found by you, such as you do not wish. Lest there be contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, self-ambitions backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults, or tumults, however you want to say that, lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many that have sinned before, and have not repented of uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness, which they have practiced. Before we go into chapter 13, take a look at this closely. And notice that Paul is saying, now when I come to you, I, I, I really would like to find you in a different condition than this. He said, I don't want to find you that you're in contentions or jealousies or outbursts of wraths or selfish ambitions or backbitings or whisperings uh that you're conceited or, you know, full of pride or in tumults or, you know, you're, you're having wars between you. And he said, and then he goes on to say, and he says that when I come among you, God may humble me among you, and I mourn for many that have sinned and haven't repented. So he's calling all these things sins that Christians need to repent of. And he goes on to talk about uncleanness. Now this is verse 21. Fornication and lewdness that they have practiced. Now this is important because there's a move in the body of Christ that says that once you're a Christian and you have repented of your sins that you no longer need to repent. Well I don't know where they get their Bible from but it's not this Bible. (laughs) I'm reading from the New King James Version and if you read most Bibles, I think all of them, you're gonna find that repentance is a part of the Christian life as much As it is necessary for those that come to Jesus for the first time. They gotta repent of their sins. They gotta turn away from evil. They gotta turn to God and confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Well, we know that. But it's important that you understand that if you're a Christian and you sin, that you have to repent and you have to confess your sin before God, and you have to receive cleansing from all unrighteousness. Now, I'm quoting to you from 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. This is an important part of the Christian life. It demonstrates humility. It demonstrates that you have a desire to serve God and that you want to be right before Him. Now, I'm going to say some more about this, but you need to keep this in your thinking Because when Paul is saying, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith, he's talking about checking yourself out that you're living right. Checking yourself out that you have repented of those things that are contrary to God and His Word and His righteousness and His commandments. Now, we're going to see this real clearly. Of course, if you are committing fornication, then you're uh, violating His commandments. If you're living in selfish ambition or outbursts of wrath or jealousies, you're violating his commandments. If you're uh, living in backbitings and whisperings and uh, you're living in a warring mentality uh, amongst your brethren, then uh, you're sinning and you need to repent, and that's violating God's commandments. And we're going to talk about all this stuff. Now go into chapter 13, right after he said this, and he said, This will be the third time I'm coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I have told you before, and foretell you as I were present the second time. And now, being absent, I write to those who have sinned before, and to all the rest, that if I come again, I will not spare. Now notice again that he's pointing out those that have sinned. And he gave us a whole list. And you know, this is not the only list of sins or the only list of violations of God's commandments that we have in the writings of Paul. There's a number of them. And again, somewhere down the line we'll look at them, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you some references. You can find the list of the works of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Paul t- talks about another list that he gives us in First Timothy chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Then there's Colossians 3, there's Ephesians 5. Uh, there's just a, a number of them that we could point to. But he's talking about those that have sinned. Now, I'm writing to you so that you correct this, he says, so that you repent. Because he said, if I come to you and you haven't repented, in other words, I'm not going to spare you. And now verse 3, since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, Who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you. For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Now we come to verse 5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. This takes on a completely different light when you see it in its context. Now, this is what he's talking about. In other words, all these things that he's that he mentioned, jealousy, contention, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbiting, whisperings, conceits, tumults, uncleanness, fornication, lewdness, practicing these things. In other words, these things are the things that would make a person or cause a person to be outside the faith. So this is why when we come to verse 5, He says, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Amen. Because if you're practicing all these other things, you're not in the faith. You're in something else, but you're not in the faith. You're in sin. And he points this out, and he points out, you need to repent. Amen. That's why he says, examine yourself, test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are disqualified? Now, what disqualification is he talking about? What disqualifies people from having Jesus Christ in them? Oh boy, this is a real problem for evangelicals. I know this is a real problem because people think, oh, I have Jesus in me no matter what I do. That's a lie. Jesus does not stay in unholy vessels. I mean, why is that so hard for people to understand? Well, I'm going to come back in the next podcast And we're going to talk some more about this. I didn't write this. I'm just reading what Paul said. If you haven't read my book, A Call to Return, get it today. Let the repentance revolution begin. In the name of Jesus, I call on you to repent if you have been practicing sin. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. We'll be back.